this is Sarah Hart Unger. Welcome to Best Laid Plans, the podcast where we talk all things planning and planning adjacent. So the first thing I want to do in this episode is have our planner peace segment. As I discussed last week, I had a wonderful listener write in with her current setup of planner peace. She actually called it imperfect planner peace. And I decided it would be really fun to feature a listener each week who wanted to share their current version of planner peace. And I already got some wonderful submissions and I'm happy to keep getting them. So send them my way. But today I'm going to feature Lynn, who is another doctor mom. I'm going to read what she wrote and discuss her setup, which is really interesting to me and sounds incredibly functional. So here we go. Hi, Sarah. Greetings from another doctor mom. I'm a huge fan of your podcast and loved your last episode about planner peace. I've been in the same planner system for all of Q1 2022. That is a record for me. Here's my lineup. Number one, Moxie Life for goals. For me, the coaching pages at the beginning are worth buying the entire planner. They make a monthly slash weekly booklet that works well if Moxie is not your main planner. Number two, standard size Midori Traveler's Notebook monthly weekly. I love this setup for an overview of the month and week. I use a printable foldout of the year for at-a-glance future plans for the year. My iPhone calendar does not work well for me as an overview. I need a visual layout for that. My moxie goals for the month and week are summarized in my Midori, so they're always at my fingertips. And that helps me for weekly and daily planning on the go. I used the Hobonichi weeks in a similar fashion for years and loved it, but I need the space that the Midori Standard Traveler's Notebook offers. It's the perfect size for both desk and on the go. Number three, daily slash bullet journal. Dotted blank notebook for brain dumps, daily to-dos, and notes kept in my Midori Traveler's Notebook. I use about one page per day with notes collections throughout, bullet journal style. I process these pages weekly and I log, track, and manage to-dos and notes according to the bullet journal system. I also use David Allen's techniques mainly with daily pages acting as an inbox. I have read both of those books twice. That was Lynn's words, but I have also read his books twice. They're really, really good. And maybe we'll have to do a deep David Allen dive in a future episode. All right, one more bullet from Lynn. Number four, Hobonichi Cousin. I use that for reflection daily at least three times a week. It's also great for memory planning notes since I'm getting into making mini scrapbooks. What has been especially helpful for me is that I use it to reflect on my goal process as laid out in the Moxie Life system. Lynn writes, my planner piece game changer was sticking to a goal system that works for me, Moxie. I'm not an affiliate or anything like that. I just love the system and Sierra's approach as a therapist and coach. Just like another listener said, I love how the Moxie goal system gives me a way to continually pay attention to multiple facets of my life. It helps relieve my mental overload and helps me be more intentional and holistic with my planning. When I look at my to-dos, I know I'm not just asking. I'm chipping away at the steps it takes to achieve my goals. Thanks for another informative episode and keep up the great work with the podcast. Your fellow doctor mom, Lynn. Lynn, thank you so much. I love this detailed account of your system. It sounds incredibly functional. I love how everything is collected, both your daily and your uh, weekly monthly in this traveler's notebook system. And perhaps someday we'll have to dive even deeper into the traveler's notebook option. And I also love that you found that Moxie Life works so well for you for goals. That is awesome. I am also not an affiliate of any of these products, but they are all really great ones. And I think this sounds like a very fun and functional planner piece. And I hope it works for you throughout the rest of 2022. So thank you so much for submitting that. 
Now, as wonderful as that is, I think it would have been even more wonderful in Lynn's actual voice. So this is your weekly reminder that you can leave an audio segment. If you need to leave it in two comments, you can, but all you have to do is go to one of my show notes page, either the main show notes page for Best Laid Plans, or I've been including it lately in a couple of the weekly show notes roundups. Scroll to the bottom and there's an icon that says speak pipe. And if you click on that, you can use your laptop or phone to just record your comment. Now, if I think it's 90 seconds as a limit, if you need to leave more than one, then I can just splice those together. So that is a hack to get around the 90 second time limit. All right. I hope I get more planner piece submissions. I want to hear digital types of solutions. I want to hear family solutions. I want to hear things that sound really way out there. So please keep them coming. All right. The next thing I wanted to talk about was a listener tip I received. You guys know I talked about kind of different ways of providing accountability. We actually helped a listener by creating a little email group where hopefully they are now emailing each other and providing support. I'm not part of that group. Um, I think they took me off of the list, but hopefully they are talking with one another. And anyway, we were talking about other ways that if you maybe were an obliger or just wanted somebody else to support you, what are some ways of finding that? And one listener brought up a service called Shelpful. Now, this is not a sponsored tip, and I have not tried the service, but I looked at the website and it sounded really intriguing. Shelpful is a paid service that provides either one-on-one -on -one support or a group support with a membership where you can basically get texts or within the app be nudged to complete different habits. Like someone will check up on you. Hey, did you do your workout today? Did you take your vitamin today? Or whatever it is. And I do think this could be a really wonderful option for those who are obligers or those who are trying to build new habits and don't necessarily want to find that support in their real life. Maybe it's something a little bit more personal where they don't wanna share it with the entire world, but they still really wanna reach out and get that support. And so I think this app could be, you know, just that for some people. I didn't look at the pricing. The listener did say that the one-on-one -on -one support was more expensive than the group membership, which makes sense. But if you have tried Shelpful and want to provide more details as to how it's worked for you, please let us know. Or if you know of any other services that are similar, then I'm happy to feature those as well. All right, we are going to take a quick break and then I will be back with the list of things one can do to dig themselves out of a hole if you find yourself in one. I will be right back. If your to-do list is anything like mine, it often takes on a life of its own. I'm Eric Fisher, host of the Beyond the To-Do List podcast, and each week I talk with productivity experts, authors, and creatives as they share their insights on how to live life beyond the to-do list. People like Phil Rosenthal of Everybody Loves Raymond and Somebody Feed Phil about creativity, family, food, and travel, productivity expert David Allen on getting things done, and Whole30 founder Melissa Urban on setting boundaries in your personal and professional life. Find a great new episode each week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode is sponsored in part by Factor. Factor is sponsoring this episode with an awesome discount code, PLANS50, to give you 50% off your first month and 20% off the next. Trying out our sponsors helps keep the show going, and I think this is a wonderful time to give it a try, given that it's always a busy season. Factor offers no prep and no mess meals that are tailored to your wellness goals. They offer multiple options from Protein Plus to plant-based to keto and many more. No matter what your health goals are, you can keep kitchen time to a minimum while enjoying healthy and delicious meals with premium ingredients with Factor. You can get started feeling great and fueling well now by giving them a try. 
Head to factormeals.com slash plans50 and use code plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code plans50, P-L-A-N-S 50 at factormeals.com slash plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Jenny Kane. I love Jenny Kane and I hope you love shopping there to support the show. When you do, visit JennyKane.com and use code PLANS for 15% off your first order. We are now well into spring, and there's no better time to shop for beautiful cotton sweaters that can take us right into the next season. And definitely take a look at their dresses. They have so many pretty ones. I'm obsessed with the day dress. It's so classic and versatile. Plus, everything in their collection is designed so intentionally that you can style pieces together without a second thought. All of their sweaters and tops pair with jeans, work pants, and more, and can be styled to fit practically any occasion. Find your new spring uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code PLANS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code PLANS. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Organization always gives you time. Brian Tracy said, a minute spent planning saves you 10 in execution. You already know this. That is why you follow Sarah and listen to the Best Laid Plans podcast. The Sunday Basket is a natural partner for your planning routine. The Sunday Basket contains and corrals all your ideas, paper notes, to-do lists, and mail safely until you're ready for your weekly planning time. The Sunday Basket system has been proven to save five hours each week once you establish a weekly habit, which usually takes four to six weeks. My name is Lisa Woodruff, and I'm the founder and creator of the Sunday Basket and the 100-Day Home Organization Program. Sarah and I chatted in episode 33, and she's been sharing her Organized 365 journey with you here on Best Laid Plans. Organized 365 is proud to sponsor the Best Laid Plans podcast. You can find out more about the Sunday Basket on sundaybasket.com or try our free seven-day mini course by going to organize365.com slash mini course. Okay, I am back. So this topic came to mind as we were discussing What if someone was interested in developing some of these planning techniques or getting their stuff together, but they were starting from total chaos and everything just seemed overwhelming? So I thought, well, let me come up with a list of things that I have done in the past when I find myself in total chaos that will at least make me feel better and give me a plan to come out of the total chaos. Total chaos does happen in my life sometimes. You can hear my voice. Well, I don't know if you can hear, but my voice today is a tiny bit hoarse because I'm getting over a kid illness. All of my children have been sick in succession. It's kind of like one after the other. In fact, one kid who got it first actually got it also after the third kid got it. So that was kind of interesting, a full circle illness. So they haven't been in school all week. I am about to move. My husband and I bought a house about a mile from our current house. So we're dealing with a lot of items around that, although he has borne the brunt of it, I have to say. It's still stressful for both of us. I'm dealing with some a lot of things at work, and I'm also coming up on a call week that is happening during my move. So 
I may be looking forward to um, my own life and having to use these tips for myself in a couple of weeks because I know that these are things in my life which tend to derail everything. A sick child, an illness myself, a work transition, a move. These are all things that can leave you just kind of feeling hopeless and floundering and feeling like you're at total chaos and not knowing how to crawl out of that hole. So here are the steps that I came up with that one might take and that I may need to take pretty soon if you're in one of these tough periods or if you're just starting from scratch. Step number one, breathe. Remember a time you have climbed out of chaos before. You can do this. Anything really, really, really important, like, you know, picking your kid up from school, will probably float to your surface. It's unlikely that you are going to forget anything truly catastrophic. Sometimes I think there is more anxiety in, you know, what are you leaving out? What are you forgetting? Than the actual consequences of forgetting said things. So I think the first thing to do is to just take a deep breath and know that it's been okay in the past and it will probably be okay this time as well. Okay, once you are calmed down, it's time to start making a list. So step two is to make a list of where all the inputs are that are kind of nagging at your self-consciousness because you know there is a mess lurking in these different places. I'm not telling you to go into these boxes, these inboxes, these places yet. That will be later. Once you dive into one of these inboxes, you're going to get overwhelmed and you're never going to finish the rest of this list. But I do think it might be helpful to just write out all the places where the inputs are lurking. So for example, for me, that might be my work email, my clinical inbox, the papers on my desk at work, the papers in my dining room, the papers in my kid's backpack, the papers in my kitchen counter, my regular email, and on a random list on my desk. I kind of made some of that up, but that could be a real list of the actual inputs. And it could be pretty comprehensive. I mean, there's not going to be a lot of things outside of that list, maybe a stack of physical mail as well, if you have that building up. But you're going to be able to create at least a list of where everything is. And that will be one step towards telling your brain, okay, there's a lot, but it's finite. And I think that is a helpful step to take. Okay. Once you're done with making your list of where your inputs are, you can move to step three. Step three is forget about all the inputs and this time go into the input center of your brain and get one piece of paper or open your notes document or whatever you like to use and write a list of the most pressing, most urgent, bothersome things that are annoying your brain right now. Things that you know if they don't get done, like filing your taxes or I don't know, like figuring out a babysitter for a work event that you have to attend that is going to result in, you know, major issues if it doesn't get done either today or within the week. Like pick a pretty close time frame. Don't worry about stuff that's a few months from now. Imagine that everything will be a little bit calmer by then, but think about like damage control as to what is bothering you right now. Okay, now that you've put together both of those lists, you are going to go to step four, which is calendar damage control. Before you even decide when to attack, take a look at your next days to weeks and see where you can carve out some admin and catch-up space. I mean, maybe it's already there and you're super lucky, but in many cases, you're going to have to really think about where you can make some extra time because, you know, you may be still having to go to work and it's hard to catch up when you're still working full-time. So look to see if there are any empty spaces you can take advantage of, and if not, figure out where you can carve out some time to deal with this stuff. It might mean getting up a little earlier for the next three, four days to have 30 minutes in the morning to plug away. It might mean doing it after the kids are in bed if you have children. It might mean blocking off your weekend and, you know, just dedicating it to like, I'm going to catch up on life this weekend rather than 
necessarily just relaxing that one specific weekend. If you can, if you can get a day off, like a paid leave day or like a little mini vacation, if it's that dire, then see if you can kind of block off that time, but figure out when you might have some free space to attack these pressing items and projects. Then move on to step five. You now have something you can work with. You have your most pressing tasks. You have a list of inboxes to excavate so that vague pressure of having an unknown pile to contend with is taken care of. And see what you can do to get slots for each of these onto your calendar. Start with those pressing things, those time-sensitive things, and then write down when you're going to deal with each of the inboxes and piles of sort of unsifted through things. So you might write Wednesday morning, deal with pile of mail. Thursday morning, deal with work email, whatever it is. You know, everybody is going to have different types of piles and different types of inputs that they need to process, but you are going to have a list of what yours are, so you're not going to forget any, and you're actually going to plan out when you are going to handle each of them. And then you're also going to do a little mini audit of your next week in terms of time, just to make sure everything actually fits and that there's no upcoming disastrous calendar item that you missed, because this will give you one more layer of peace, the unknown event in the future piece. You'll know, okay, at least I know what's coming these next seven days. I know when I'm going to get my work done. I know where my work is. I'm going to know when I do each thing, etc. Now, step six is optional, and it depends if everything fits or not. If you're like, this does not fit. There is no way I can do this kind of catch up in the next week or two weeks or a month or a realistic time frame. You need to figure out how you can carve in time to get that done. And it might mean that you need to ask for help. You may need to ask for extra childcare or a day off or an extension on a work deadline or a coworker to help you, etc. Sometimes throwing money at the problem will help if that's available to you. For example, We are not doing the packing for our upcoming move. I hired that out. So that's one really big and daunting thing off of my list because I know that they will do a better job at, at that than I will. Don't assume you can dig yourself out of every hole without help. It is okay. I am sure you'll help others when they need it. And also you can compromise in other arenas. You can get takeout or even healthy takeout if you wish. You can just like wear a uniform every day dark jeans and a t-shirt and just put your hair in a bun so you don't have to think about it. You can build in extra rest days from your workout. The only thing I would caution you to try not to do is to limit sleep too much because if you are not sleeping at least seven hours and sometimes eight in some cases, it is going to be very, very hard to do anything else. And then that will kind of backfire, especially in the long term. Now, step seven, if things pop up as you are excavating that are totally non-pressing, put them in a deal with them after the storm list. It could be a folder. It could be a document. You know, honestly, if you might even want to have two, like a a Word document for list items or, you know, a list in your paper planner, plus an actual physical folder. Like maybe there's mail that you just don't need to deal with yet. And you just like stick it in the after the storm folder. It isn't really a someday maybe list. Like this isn't like, oh, big things in my life that I want to tackle. It's like to do items that are just like not for right now, not that urgent, don't need to be deal with them now. Maybe a time can be found to deal with them later. Uh, And if not, maybe they will end up in someday maybe. Step number eight, if there are pain points in your day that occur regularly, like if your hot mess isn't about to do items, but it's more about like every single day you're having trouble, like getting the kids out the door on time and then making it to work, then you might want to make a list of those pain point times too for later exploration and focus. It doesn't mean you're going to attack everything at once because if you're in kind of one of those stressful periods and you're just coming out, 
You can't necessarily fix every pain point at the same time, but it's nice to know what you might focus on in the future. And sometimes awareness of pain points itself can help a bit, like that added awareness of, oh, I have to prep this in in advance, or I have to leave a little bit earlier, can actually start to improve things uh, without a targeted plan. So no, this eight-step system is not going to solve your mess. It's not going to clean up all of those loose ends because that is the work that you have to do. But it is a place to start in terms of getting your mind to stop, I don't know, swirling, feeling like you don't even know where all the to-do items live and you don't know when you're going to tackle them. It takes the uncertainty out of them. And honestly, a lot of these steps could probably be done in one like a long morning weekend session Or like on a night that you can't sleep and you find yourself up at 4 a.m., like sit there and actually go through this list. And probably by the morning, you would feel, you know, a lot better about where things are. So I'm just going to go through one more time to review these steps. Number one, breathe. Remember a time you've climbed out of chaos before. Number two, Make a list of where your inputs exist. For example, your work email, papers on your desk, etc. Number three, make a list from your mind of the most pressing, most urgent, most bothersome things. Anything that if it doesn't get done immediately will cause utter devastation. Remember, most things won't be on that list. Number four, go to calendar damage control. Before you even decide when to attack, look to see where you have space to do it and see if you need to carve out more. Number five, schedule these different areas into your calendar as to when you're going to catch up on each one, including the urgent tasks and the areas to process inputs where unknown things are lurking. Number six, if things don't fit, figure out where you can get help or cut corners in other areas of your life. And number seven, if things pop up as you're excavating that are non-pressing, put the money, deal with them after the storm list. And finally, number eight, If it's not really the inputs, but instead pain points in the day that are occurring regularly and making you feel harried and out of control, make a list of those two for later exploration and focus. All right, I hope this is helpful to someone going through a stressful time right now, or perhaps getting ready to come out of a stressful time. I have to say that like hearing these steps while I'm in the thick of things, like, you know, when you've just had a new baby and you're not sleeping or you're in the middle of the move, isn't that helpful? But it can be really helpful for that first moment when you put your head up and you look around and think, oh my God, where do I start? How do I climb out? So I hope this is helpful for somebody ready to get started and just wants a template to begin. Let me know if this helped you or if you have another process of your own that you like to go through. I'm always interested in listener feedback. You know that I love to feature your feedback on my episodes. And so please keep that coming. In addition, I want some more questions. I have some great ones lined up, but I can always use more because I'd like to do a full Q&A episode soon. And finally, please, one more plea for audio questions. You can leave those on the Best Laid Plans show notes pages, which are all on theshoebox.com, T-H-E-S-H-U-B-O-X.com. And finally, tell a friend about the show if you enjoy it, or perhaps leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. I am trying to grow it. I would love to have more people get to explore the fun world of planning and being organized and enjoying it along the way. So please help me spread the word if you can. All right. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I hope this episode helps someone climb out from chaos. Have a wonderful week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. 
Sound Advice FM, Women's Voices Amplified.